0: Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete,
1: author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And I'm here today with the amazing Mike Saunders. And Mike is a authority position coach and best-selling author. His book is called Authority Selling and is, uh, has a marketing agency uh, that specializes in, in elevating your brand and positioning you as the go-to authority in your niche, in your industry, in your occupation, whatever it might be, but he is the go-to guy. So Mike, just want to say, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you having me on.
1: Cool. So I know we've got a lot to talk about and actually, you know, it's interesting because we were speaking off air and things like that. And I and I really do believe that the word authority and kind of neat micro niching and, and things like that. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into this marketing, it's a really, it's a really big world in marketing, but how did you get into the whole kind of authority marketing? What What is it that was kind of you know, I suppose what really caught your eye about authority marketing rather than kind of generalized marketing?
0: Well, I did my MBA in marketing um, about 10 years ago and started my agency and I was making the same mistakes that every other marketer does out there, <laughs> which is I can do anything for anybody at any time, right? I can be all things to all people. Well, now you're not a specialist. And you know, if you needed social media, I could do that. And text message marketing, I could do that. in SEO and all these things. And so I'm well-versed. But now I get lumped in with all of the emails you get from the Philippines saying, I can do this for, you know, really, really cheap. So about five years ago, uh, I distinctly remember um, the the moment that I, I saw this uh, piece on how to separate yourself from the competition. And I'm going, well, I know my clients need that. I know I need that. And so it's all built on this authority positioning. And that moment I almost immediately within weeks shifted my entire agency to offload everything else that I did and only focus on helping entrepreneurs be seen and understood as the obvious choice in the market by um, being seen as that celebrity expert. And so now everything I do focuses on that. And I have a very small amount of packages. I think like really three packages focused on three really powerful things so that when your brand or you, your personal brand is seen, people see, oh, Adam's the guy because, and and that's the big the big focus because everything else falls into place. If you still mm-hmm. want to do you know social media, well, if you're seen as an authority, your social media will be better received. If you want to do a webinar landing page, your conversions are going to increase because they see you as that authority.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. That's uh, some good points there, Believe I wanted to. I suppose my first real question was. Why is it that so many business owners and entrepreneurs struggle to grow their business from a marketing standpoint? And I suppose if we took up marketing in general and and things and, you know, I I just kind of, from your perspective, I know it's a bit of a minefield, but what would you say are some of the common mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners make when it comes to marketing?
0: I think that people want, Instant results because we all do, right? We've got text message and instant message and all these things. So entrepreneurs want to see their business that they recently opened or their product they recently launched. I want sales. So they tend to have that megaphone and go buy my stuff, buy my stuff and deadline and you know, and are forceful. And that's push marketing. The the problem with that is people aren't ready. They don't want to buy right this second. They don't even know who you are or what you really offer and what problem you solve for them. So do you remember uh, a handful of years ago, this new concept called content marketing?
1: Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty out there right now.
0: (laughs) Well, but, but uh, about 10 years ago, it was brand new and people were like, what? And, and if you ever read the book um, the ultimate sales machine, wonderful book, but you were taught in that book to take an educational approach to your marketing. Don't be pushy. Teach and advise and be that trusted advisor. So that was the genesis of content marketing. Now, content marketing really, in my opinion, is dead because there's no such thing as content marketing. It should just be darn good marketing. That should be your your approach. So don't call it anything. Just do good marketing. Teach. Educate. I feel like authority positioning is where content marketing was 10 years ago, where it's like, okay, now you got content marketing, good marketing, but so does everyone else. How do you elevate yourself above that mix? So the mistake people are making is they're being pushy. You need to draw people in. You need to pull people in by being seen as that trusted advisor and giving good content. And I think that's a big piece that people miss out on.
1: Mm. And and it's a good point, because I think as most people work from home these days, and depending on when you're listening to this recording, of course, you know, I think that, especially from a human psychology perspective, is that I don't know about from your perspective that, you know, we are all very much, you know, uh, creatures of habit, you know, and you mentioned around the whole kind of concept of selling doesn't work. You know, forceful selling doesn't work as such, you know, building yourself as an authority piece. And it was interesting because I was actually reading something which was really interesting by an article by a good friend of mine called Lindsay Boyd. And she talked a little bit about um, stop selling. um, Don't only build your business based around your values and your purpose. And it was a really interesting piece. I want to kind of backtrack here a little bit. But I thought it was really relevant to our conversation right now, you know, because you're talking about How do I position myself, my personal brand, my company, or whatever it is, rather than just be kind of sell, 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 sell. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Do you know what I mean? Well, interesting you bring up psychology
0: because I think that in marketing, I teach marketing at some universities and there's a class called consumer behavior. And I often make this joke that consumer behavior class is pretty much like psychology. If you're a psychology major, you'll do well in that class because it really is in marketing how we can persuade and guide and all of these reasons, buyer's decision. And, And in marketing, it's called the buyer's journey what is the journey that someone goes through to make a decision to buy from you? And it might be, well, let's see if their website looks halfway decent. Let's see if I kind of like them. Or then when they understand what you do, what is that first question that they must overcome to really go, okay, but tell me more. And what are the three or four or five core pieces of content? So from that psychology standpoint, you have to understand that buyer's journey. Here's something else. uh, And this is something I I just love the concept of. um, and, And it's this phrase called the medium is the message. And, and what that means to me is where your content, your authority positioning content is seen. The, the medium is oftentimes more important than the actual message. So think of it like this, Adam, have you written a blog post before? Yes. And maybe you even put it up on your WordPress blog. Well, how hard is that, right? If most people know how to go create new post, headline, copy, save, and Creating a blog post is not hard, right? How about this? Have you ever done a Facebook Live? Absolutely. Many times people are like, yeah. Or have you ever shot a video? We're on a video right now. Well, the barrier to entry to creating a blog post or doing a Facebook Live or a video or even an audio, like if we just recorded it and put it out on your website, the barrier to entry is super low. And our audience realizes, oh, you just posted up a WordPress blog, whatever. You did a Facebook Live, whatever. Whatever. But if you took that same blog post and maybe strung a few of those together in this logical sequence to go, oh, the buyer's journey, they must understand this and then go to here and then to here. What if you did this blog post series and instead of putting it on your blog post or in addition to putting it in your blog post, what if that was published in an Amazon bestselling book? Well, now that perception of someone reading your content is like, oh, blog, oh, book. Or how about the same thing with video content, what you're speaking You can teach this certain topic, and if it goes up on YouTube, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. But what if it's on your podcast, which is on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Alexa? Now you're elevated. So Mm. I think those are the kind of things from the psychological standpoint, people realize that you're a lot different than that other person that is pushy, pushy, pushy. You're Mm. teaching, and you're on these authoritative platforms.
1: Mm. Interestingly enough, you talked about content marketing, and, and I know that a lot of, I suppose, a lot of people talk about content marketing and things like that, but is there any real difference between content marketing and edu- educational-based marketing? Well, I guess from
0: an academic standpoint, content is anything you put out. You know, Content can be an image or a graphic or whatever. So sure, I like to explain it like this. What are the top 10 frequently asked questions you get about your business, right? Mm -hmm. So if an entrepreneur is listening to this or you, Adam, you could probably sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write down here's, oh, question number one is, and here's 10 frequently asked questions. Cool. What are 10 should ask questions? So Mm -hmm. FAQs and SAQs. So once you get past the surface level, frequently asked questions, what's another series of questions that they should be asking, but they don't even know to ask yet, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. So about your business, if you can dive in deeper and and have this list of frequently asked questions, but then the should ask questions, now you've got the framework for building out some deep educational content. Because if you then did a checklist of 10 frequently asked questions the 10 should ask and put them on your website, no, you don't want to do that. You want to take that first question and record a teaching audio, maybe a podcast episode, maybe a video teaching and, and then that can become many things it can become a blog post too. But now you get into those deeper pieces like the should ask questions where people go huh kind of never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. but yet they're seeing it on your you know iTunes podcast and they're listening and they're learning and they're getting your voice inflections and, and they're getting to know you right mm-hmm. And
1: so I think that really becomes how you amplify your content marketing. Nice. Like it. Very cool positioning. Cause we talked a little bit about positioning at the beginning, but what really is positioning? I mean, it's a, it's very generic, isn't it? It's very generic. Uh, I guess that we have a lot of mixed perceptions of what, about what maybe what is and what isn't uh, positioning, but what is positioning and what are the benefits of you of leveraging positioning to essentially grow your brand and your business?
0: Well, in, in uh, academia, in marketing, uh, academics, positioning is one of the four P's, product, price, place, and positioning. What right. uh, well, position? Positioning is what someone thinks of you and your brand in their own mind, in the mind of the consumer. So it's it's not like pretty logo, a nice website. It's, it, it's that mental picture. It's that feeling, right? So when you're thinking of authority positioning or marketing positioning, You have to get in the mind of that consumer and what stories do they tell themselves about the problems they have so that then the story about your brand and the solutions you provide is a perfect match. So think about that from the positioning standpoint. Well, you, whoever, whatever business you're in, attorney, chiropractor, doesn't matter, you've got competitors. So now how do you rise above the rest? Now you have to be seen as that expert authority with that authority positioning, because you've got to do the teaching, the content, but from an authoritative standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Hey, can your, I just shot a video today, how to get your content featured on ted.com. Hey, I'll bet you that's a lot more authoritative than throwing it up on your uh, WordPress blog post. So I think from that positioning standpoint, that's huge. Another thing from a digital Google positioning standpoint, well, SEO with keywords, that's an expensive long-term proposition, but do you know that when people speak about you, you know Adam Strong, can people will Google your name, and maybe the your name and the name of your business? What do they find when they Google your name? Now this is Google positioning. So when that happens, they're going to see your website, your LinkedIn, your social. Okay, right, of course, and they know your website is your sales mechanism. So they're not really going to go there right off. And they might be looking at some reviews. So from an authoritative social proof standpoint, you better have good reviews. But if you can and when you can have your teaching authoritative content marketing indexed on Google, page one, when they Google, when they Google your name, and now they go, oh, a podcast interview. Oh, oh, mentioned in the media. Oh, interesting. Oh, book. Oh, now that authority positioning is like that breadcrumb trail guiding people to you, teaching them
1: along the way, and you're not being pushy. Love it. Very cool. It's interesting because we're kind of going into the whole kind of personal branding side of stuff. Because my one of the things that I, I suppose, see right now in terms of what people are looking for in 2020 and moving into 2021 more specifically is... You know, looking at personal brands, you know, and but more importantly, you know, who are the go-to guys, who are the go-to experts? Because, you know, if you are positioned and you've got a good, strong personal brand, then there's trust, there's credibility, right? There's the relationship and the connection and the entwinement between you and the prospect, I guess. Any tips for some of our listeners about how is it that they can elevate their personal brand? Not just from a positioning perspective, but any any uh, any tips and strategies about how they can elevate their personal brand? Yeah, and and I
0: think branding. Um, immediately, people think of logo and all that. Well, when you think about your personal brand, that's the first place, in my opinion, to start, mm-hmm. because you know if you think about craigslist the website craigslist or if if i said to you oh email me at mike saunders at aol.com you'd go (laughs) really so there's these little things that people go "Mm, i don't know their website looks trashy they use aol or gmail don't ever have people email you at whatever at gmail.com they'll get g suite and connect it up so that it's you know uh whatever your business name so I would say you start at the surface things that people see from the outside looking in and your foundation has to be there. You have to be credible and teach and con all those things we mentioned. But I would get an appointment with a photographer and I would get a nice photo shoot going, get some nice headshots, full body shots, get your logo spruced up, get your website spruced up so that when you do go out there and you teach, you know, hey, look at this authoritative content and they go to your website and they're like, oh, so it's gotta it's gotta match. They've got to go to your website and see. Ooh, okay, that's pretty cool. And oh, that that thing they mentioned and taught on that's pretty. And the, and it is a nice synergy.
1: Yeah. One of the questions that came to my mind just as you were coming on was about people's perceptions. What is what is your advice about creating the right first impressions? You know, what is it that people need to do? And you mentioned about Google. You know, are you Googleability? You know, do you have Googleability? Uh, you mentioned about uh, a few tips and strategies but from a first impressions perspective in the prospects mind how important is it and what do people need to do in order to create the the, the best impression that they can possibly do
0: well the best impression the connotation is to, that leads to a sale well the big thing is don't try to make the sale right <laughs> that that first discovery call let's call it I oftentimes will say hey Adam thanks for uh, joining me today let me just tell you something I've got no agenda. I'm not going to ask you for your credit card. I'm not going to push you on anything. I'm just going to kind of get to know you. And I'm just going to see what you need and what you're doing out there see if I can give you some tips and advice. And I'll mention some of the things that I do. And if there's a fit, great, let's have a follow-up conversation. And I think when when I do that, people go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, and so it's that create a relationship and that authenticity and all those buzzwords that we hear, but it really does get down to just treat people the way you'd want to be true, you don't want to get sold. You don't want to have a go through a little, you know, script. Just talk. Tell me what's up. Yeah. And I think to me, that's the best first impression. Once you know you've you've you know, set up that appointment and things like that. And you know, let's talk about another little tiny positioning uh, piece, which is um, what if you have your cell phone number out there and all for all the world to see, and every time the phone rings, you pick it up. Hey, this is Mike. You know what? If you're that much of an expert and a celebrity authority maybe you shouldn't be that available. So when it is coming time to go, Hey, I've got some questions. Can we connect? Sure. That'd be great. Here's a link to my calendar and pick a time that works for you in the next week or two. And and let's connect up. And, and now they're like, okay, you can't just barge in on his day and, and, and have him drop what he's doing. I'm going to check out his calendar. Now, what if they're like, this is urgent. You're like, well, okay, let me look here. Well, you know, let me open up a couple extra slots or, you know, Hey, I've got a block here. That's wonderful, but I think it's those little things that all have a cumulative effect that make people realize they know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Actually, interestingly enough, there's something that came off the back of that, which was accessibility. Now, one of the things that really annoys me, it really gets my back up, is that you've kind of formulated some trust or some understanding about someone that you feel that may be a good match for you and you reach out to you, reach out to them or whatever it might be, yet they become inaccessible. They put up these barriers where you cannot get hold of them. But then my feeling is that you kind of need to have this balance. Um, what is your opinion about kind of accessibility and how do you use accessibility in terms of from an authority of uh, positioning perspective? How do you get that fine balance so that you kind of don't mess that up at the very first beginning?
0: Well, I think that you need to be very um, quick to respond and communicate. So, if you get a text or if you get an email, respond, mm. but don't then uh, jump on the phone and go, "Hey, what do you want to talk about?" Because now your accessibility and you know their their impression of you is like, "Oh, well, you know, how important can can that you know be if you can just take a call anytime?" So, if you know using an example about the the um, scheduling tool, mm. if someone emails in and goes, "Hey, I've got some questions about," boy, within minutes or within the hour, I'm responding, hey, awesome. Great to hear from you. Thanks so much. Here's a um, resource for you. Here's this. And by the way, here's a link to my calendar. I'm sure you stay really busy. Go ahead and pick a time that works for you. And let's uh, let's set up a time to chat. And so now they feel like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm, um, it was really quick. It's not days and days. But there's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of projects right now. And if you looked at my outlook, it would be like a uh, block of time, block of time. I mean, I'm booked. So, People should not expect, and they don't, they don't expect that, you, that they could just get you on the phone, but, but you need to be quickly accessible because you know how, how it is. If you need something answered, you don't want to just hope that you open up a support ticket and maybe they'll answer it in two or three days. You want an answer quickly. And one of the things is when you get those emails or those texts or phone calls, respond. And I think that really sets the, the right tone.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's that's some great advice actually. And you've probably experienced it. And I know most of our listeners, and I certainly have, where you know, you reach out to that person and they've just they've taken too long to respond. And that I suppose the the hot iron is no longer hot anymore. Does that make sense? Well, let, let me give you this example. I'm I'm a
0: connector, so I always like to connect people up and go, hey, you ought to meet so and, mm-hmm. and so. And and so I saw I, I attended the um a, a recent virtual event in a in an industry. And through their private Facebook group, I noticed one of my clients made a comment in that group about needing something. Right, And he's like, oh, I need that too. And so I emailed him and I was like, hey, I saw that you mentioned this. I've got two people I can introduce you to. If you like me, I'll just uh, make an email introduction. He's like, oh, that'd be awesome. So I did this email intro. Hey, so-and-so, meet so-and-so. He needs this. I thought you guys could connect. Have a great time. Right? To two people, just two. Right away, my client responded and said, oh, thank you so much. Looking forward to connecting. Well, the next day, the first person said, yep, here's my link, and this is not a setup, but he said, here's my link, set up a time to chat, and then about six days later, the second person, and this is for hiring someone for this service, the second person responded, hey, sorry for the day, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. Well, my client responded back and said, oh, thank you. But the day after the email went out, I connected with someone and I've already hired them. Well, <laughs> maybe you should have been, you know what I'm saying? That's not a setup. I, that actually happened days ago. And that's what happens. Yeah. You've got to be there and available. And I get it that people get busy, but answer the dumb email. Yeah, at exactly. least to do the you know like for instance if that second guy had go oh hey here's the link let's set up a time my client might have gone okay i've got a, a meeting schedule with this person and this person i'm not gonna make a buying decision until i've heard from both of them and they're a few days apart but cool how much time would it have t- taken for person number two to send that link hmm. 12 seconds
1: absolutely you know not a lot at all and it's all also about making people feel important do you know what i mean and I yeah. think everyone wants to make yeah. them feel important, especially if you've reached out to them. It's a bit like, you know, when you reach out to someone for the first time, you want to create a good impression. You want to make, make feel, make to be feel important. And if they respond in due kind, then guess what? You know, they are going to, you know, that that's where there's, that's where the trust has already been built uh, in the meantime. It's just a continuation, isn't it? Very cool. Yeah, Very good. Exactly. Now, in your book, um, Authority Selling, Um, You talked about a process called ZMOT. Now, guys, if you don't know what a ZMOT is, it's zero moment of truth. Now, how is ZMOT connected to your book and what we're talking about in terms of relevancy? Well, it ties in some of the things we've
0: talked about already. The moment of truth used to be, I need this, I bought it, let's see if it works. Mm -hmm. Now, the zero moment of truth is, I need this thing, let me go research it. Let me go online and look for whatever. If you're buying a car, look at Carfax, look at Consumer Reports. I'm going to research it. And you walk into that dealership and you go, I want this car in this color with these options. And if you could sell it to me for this price, I'll buy it. If not, I'm going right down the road because this is what I want. So it's the research ahead of time. So Mm. any industry that you're in, people are doing that already. Well, the ZMOT, you need to be prepared for the ZMOT so that now your content marketing is aligning because you know people are doing this and it needs to be content marketing on authoritative platform. Everything we've just mentioned, the Google positioning Mm. needs to be there. And you, me, we might not get that email or that phone call if we've not done ZMOT the right way. Right. If it's if it's just sparse. Like there's a um someone that I, I recently was working with this client and I looked them up online, Googled their name, and I was like, where's your website? I can't even find I can't even find it putting your name in there. So I mean, you need to have content out there when they put your name in. Oh, website, LinkedIn, review, all of that. So ZMod is really, really important and it's a thing. Now, um, you mentioned the, the book. It's a book. Just Google Z M O T and a next Google employee wrote the book. You can get it as a PDF download. It's a quick read. It's got a lot of statistics. Mm-hmm. It's really a great, great book, but it's really a powerful concept that you have to keep in mind.
1: Mm. That's a good one. I like that. What I was going to say is now 2020 has been a really interesting year as we would have talked about offline. Now, my belief is that a lot of listeners and a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, they're getting kind of sidetracked. I feel that, you know, because there's a lot of side offers, you know, kind of around um, uh, what's going to say sales funnels, you know, build your online course because they need to reinvent their business. and and I, And I feel that for me, it's I suppose it's it's a bit of a distraction. And I'd like to know what, what you think. And, you know, I suppose what impact do you think entrepreneurs have? And what is your advice with regards to these side offers and how, I suppose, it's different from kind of, you know, authority marketing in a way? I don't think it is different at
0: all. And I think that when anytime you go through transitions in the market or your life or your business or you try to pivot, I think it just gets down to what am I doing right now? What can I do a little bit better, right? It's like how Tony Robbins teaches, can I, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. So if I'm doing something right now, can I improve it? Okay, good, I can tweak this, add this. And so I think we're gonna come through this time where it's like, oh, good. Like right now, Adam, you and I are on Zoom That's a tool that two, three, four years ago, many people weren't using as often. We're now talking on live, you know, you and I are talking on this video platform, and it's In reality, it's so close to being in the same room. We didn't high five, but we're seeing each other real time. So I would say that really at the core of building your business, um, it really gets down to relationships and building relationships, building and strengthening networks. So, okay, I've got an online course that now I'm going to, good, that's fine. But I think that when people see you as that credible authority, now that ad for your online course is that much better. When you have built that relationship by giving extra little tips and gifts or Oh, you know, bit, you know, uh, even packages. You know, hey, I just thought about you. I thought you'd like. Oh my word! You, you get, you're giving this to me. Wow, that's amazing. And then when you do have something offered down the road, it's it's like Bob Burke says in his great book, "The Go Giver." You need to be that giver of value, giving results in advance and serving without the expectation of like. You remember back in the old black and white movies where the bellhop would take your, you know, bags up to the room and stand there literally with their hand out wait for the tip. Well, I think that's what people these days think. Oh, relationship marketing. Let me do this thing for Adam here. You know, they keep in score. Well, you just do, you give and serve and give value. And then it all kind of comes together. That's, that's what I think.
1: Yeah. and, And one of the reasons why I decided to bring you on the show is because, you know, I really feel that Um, you have a good understanding of that kind of, you know, give without expectation, as Bob uh, Bergwood said, and that kind of stuff. And And that's the reason why we bring in so many amazing experts like yourself and, you know, from different perspectives, because, you know, we have a lot of great experts, guys, that give up their free time to give away some amazing content. We're just having fun, right? We just have conversations, we have fun. But at the end of the day, there's so many people doing it wrong. This is not one of those podcasts, which is all about kind of sell, 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 because this is definitely not that. But um, um I was going to ask you actually, um, five quick tips off the top of your head around, okay, I'm convinced about authentic marketing as such. Yeah. I'm convinced that it, that you, you've convinced me that it works. What is it that I need to do to go and position myself as an authoritative um, person in my niche, in my industry, whatever it is, what can I do right now? Oh, five. Well, let me just see. If, let, me, let me see if I hit on five. That's at least um, 15 million, I, the I know. the overarching
0: thing would be, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but I would say, A, um, it, it's like the example of, you know, it's a really hot day. And I wish that I had a shade tree shading me, but there's no tree right here. Um, well, you know what? The best time to have planted a tree was 30 years ago. So it could have grown and given you the shade. Guess when's the next best time? Today. Get, get going. So, yeah, you might not be where you want to be get started. And what I would say is don't let knowledge um, be stuck in your head. You know, knowledge is power is a famous statement. Well, knowledge is potential power. You've got to put it into action. So I would say, number one, get some good learning. Number two, put it into action. And then some some tips that I, I teach in my book, Authority Selling, some some free tips right how do you go out there and get seen and um on podcasts and mentioned in the media well there's a free uh, a resource i'll give you two tips right here so this will bring us up to like number four right um but um h-a-r-o have you ever heard of help a reporter out haro oh yes i have actually i i've
1: subscribed to them
0: yes yeah so sign up for a free uh, a subscription, put in what um, areas you're a specialist in, and you'll get these updates a couple times a day. In fact, I've got to put it in my Outlook folder as a rule because you do get several a day. But put it in there, review the folder, and each day you'll see, oh, look, here's this journalist needing a quote on this or doing a story on that. And you then can submit and go, hey, I'm an expert in or I've got some knowledge about. So that could – now, is it every single time do you get quoted? Nope but i've i've done it before and and got uh, picked up. So um, that's a good tip. Um radioguestlist.com is another free service mm-hmm. and you can get picked up and um, and interviewed on radio shows or podcasts. Well, the more you're out there, right? So i would say just get some learning, put it into action. Those two tips right there are are two really good freebies um, and i guess i would say the the last thing is Just do it consistently and don't think, oh, I did that once. It didn't work. Well, you know, you got to do it more than 10 seconds. Do this thing and do it and do it and do it and just keep moving forward. And and at at some point, that critical mass happens. It's like Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours of experience. You know, it's not 10 hours. It's not 100 hours. It's 10,000 hours. Now you become an expert. So don't think that, oh, I'm going to do these things, these tips. And, oh, I I tried them last weekend. It didn't work you got to shift your mindset and this needs to be your, your new, you know, true North and, and do it and do it consistently and, and do it all the time.
1: I love it. It's, it's interesting using that analogy because um, it's, I mean, you know, I used to be an elite athlete and a lot of Olympic and elite athletes, you know, they spend tens and thousands of hours dedicating to one skill, one sport, one discipline, in order to be the best in what they do. And it's the same for, I suppose, you know, positioning and uh, getting content out there or, or whatever it might be. The more visibility that you that you have, the more trust that you have and the more relationships you get to build. I was gonna yeah. ask you actually, lots of podcasts ha- uh, happening right now. There's summits, there's lots of facilitations and speaking events, uh, which is great for visibility and branding and positioning. Do you have any, what's some of the best advice that you give to you, some of your clients when, you, when they come to you and say, Mike, I'd really love to get onto this podcast, or Mike, I'd really love to get onto this summit, or Mike, I'd love to get into this magazine. What advice would you give to that person or some of our listeners in order to approach those people?
0: I think it gets back to what we had even mentioned before, just about, you know, like a sales conversation. Don't make it a sales conversation. Don't make it a pitch and be authentic. So, you know, some of the people I've had on my podcast are mm-hmm. mega, mega names, Right. Um, Recently, I had someone go, wow, you interviewed, you know, these these names. And I'm like, yeah. And you want to know the secret of how I got them. OK, I asked. (laughs) So like so many of these people, I shoot them a LinkedIn and I'm like, hey, love what you're doing. I would love to bring you on my podcast for a 20 minute phone interview. Would you be free sometime? And like, yeah. So I would say just ask right? And, and don't be needy and grabby and just ask, hey, I'd love to come on your show. I, I know that you talk about this and I know your target audience is this. And um, what I am an expert in is this. And so I'd love to come on and talk to you. I won't be pushy. I won't be salesy, but I think we can have, put together a nice episode. Ask send the dumb email or, or LinkedIn message, however you can connect. And there's many resources out there that like on the radio guest list, but there's other resources out there where you can, you know, get the contact information for a podcast host, find podcasts that are in your, that are, that your target audience listens to. Right. And then go, Ooh, if they're listening to this, I'd like to be on that show. Ask the question. It's not, you know, you ask 10 times, you'll get three yeses.
1: Yeah. And if, if and if you don't, Ask the answer will always be no. (laughs) That's kind of my right. Suppose two cents on. Isn't isn't
0: (laughs) it uh, Michael Jordan? Wasn't he known for saying, "I missed one hundred percent of the shots I didn't take"? Right, exactly. So,
1: famous quote. Take the shot.
0: Ask the question.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's sound advice. So, guys, listen. I hope that you are getting some really good tips here from Mike because I think that there's some really good tips about positioning around visibility, around a little bit on personal branding. So you've got a kind of the best of three different worlds there, and if you haven't been making notes to this particular episode, you need to stop, pause, rewind it, and make sure you got your notebook and pen handy. Actually, I should have told you that at the very beginning. What was I going to say, Mike? What are you working on right now? I mean, what's important to you? Because I know that you uh, you've been doing marketing. You're a prof- uh, you do a little bit of uh, things in university. You're a professor in some of the universities and teaching marketing, which is fantastic. But where do you see yourself in the next ten years? I think just
0: building upon this platform and and making things even better and. And better and better and better, right? So if I can do one thing, I want to be able to make it, you know, like a put the flag in the ground good, not just like, oh yeah, that's okay. So I I find myself just taking this authority marketing, authority positioning, literally industry to where it is so easy and it's accessible. And I want to be able to teach entrepreneurs, you know, maybe here's this course where you you could start here and you can learn this and do this. Now, my packages of right now, they're all done for you. So if you want to be an Amazon best selling author um, in 30 days or less, boom, done for you. You're not writing, you're not doing anything. Um, I'm doing it for you or you want your own podcast. So I have done for you packages, but I feel like I think that there's a lot of people that would go, you know what, I can look just t-. so I'm working on
1: on that approach as well. Cool. Very good. I just want to say, hope you guys have been enjoying the show. I certainly have been. I've, in fact, I've been met. I love to make notes when I, when I uh, do these wonderful shows because like I said, I am a student as well as you guys that are listening in. And, you know, we bring in the best of the elite uh, in the, in our industry so listen Mike thank you very much for sharing your time with us I hope you've enjoyed the show and you know it's really good and by the way I guess guys if you want to connect with Mike by the way use the links below okay and then just mention the uh, the game changers experience podcast because then he'll know where you guys have come from in terms of connection and things like that so I hope you've enjoyed today's show and uh, we'll see you up on the next game changers experience take care and have a great day fantastic bye bye.